electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Ilan Moy, CNBC's Senior Congressional Correspondent. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. Today, my conversation with Resma Saljani, founder of Girls Who Code, the international nonprofit organization working to close the gender gap in technology. She's also an attorney and activist and the author of The Marshall Plan for Moms, a proposal that calls for direct payments to mothers for their unpaid labor at home. It also calls for paid family leave, affordable childcare and pay equity, and retraining programs aimed at getting mothers back into the workforce post-pandemic. She joined me at CNBC's Inclusion in Action on March 18th, 2021. Here's our conversation. Thank you, Reshma, for joining us today. I think so many people who are watching uh, this program sort of are familiar with you through your work on Girls Who Code and your efforts to close the gender gap in technology. But you've now identified a new gap, and that's in the amount of unpaid and unseen labor that's being done by parents during this pandemic. You've got a plan to tackle that. It's called the Marshall Plan for Moms. Tell us what it is and why it's for moms. Yeah, I mean... Our labor market participation today is where it was in 1989. We lost 30 years of progress in nine months. For every three mothers who have left the workforce, one father has. So we know that this pandemic is unduly burdening mothers. And that's happening for two reasons. One, it's the school closures, right? The uncertainty of schools have caused many moms to take the third shift, drop out of the workforce entirely, go on food stamps, move in with their parents. And the second reason is that many of us found ourselves in jobs that weren't pandemic-proof, like healthcare, education, and retail. And so we've seen a dramatic decline in our labor market participation. We've seen a dramatic decline in our mental health. Today, we find ourselves as nannies, tech support, you know, doing the cooking and the cleaning, all the while trying to maintain full-time jobs, and we are done because we're getting crushed. And so we need a 360 plan, a Marshall plan for moms to get us back to work. One that includes, you know, basic income payments to mothers. Uh, we're seeing some of that in the child care tax credit. I call it a down payment on the Marshall plan. We need to pass child care, uh, affordable child care and paid leave. And we got to retrain so many mothers who have lost their jobs, jobs that are simply not coming back. You know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to build motherhood back better. And Lord knows we deserve it. I want to hone in on the direct payments that you mentioned there. How much would those be and how would that work? Look, I mean, when we wrote this piece, we said $2,400 a month and was based on the stimulus payment. But what we want is for, you know, the pre President Biden to put together a task force, you know, to look at the economic recovery of mothers and to figure out what we need to get back to work. You know, we recently was passed the child care tax credit, which is, you know, uh, $300 a month for families to almost every single family. I think 98% of Americans are going to get that, irregardless of whether you're working or not working. That's a huge step. 
It is a massive policy revolution and a step in the right direction to put cash in mother's hands so they can put food on the table, pay for childcare, pay the mortgage, whatever it is that they need in this moment to support their families. Uh, and we need to make sure that that childcare tax credit is not a one-year thing, but it's permanent. And I'm going to make sure that I fight with the president to make sure, fight alongside with the president to make sure that it is. One of the things that's so interesting about the way that this new child tax credit is structured and, and the direct payments that are in your plan is that, you know, for so long, the way that we've approached the social safety net has been very defined. You know, food stamps are for food. WIC is for certain people. The child care, dependent care tax credit is for use at a licensed provider or a licensed daycare center. This is direct cash, straight up cold, hard money. Why is that a better approach uh, for giving people help versus um, including more strings attached, or some people may call it accountability in how people spend the money. Because every mom is not going through the same thing right now. Every parent is not going through the same thing. You know, and I think that you need flexibility to figure out what is best for your family. You know, that might mean food. That might mean childcare. That might mean paying your mortgage. And, and I think we need to trust parents to do what's best for their children. Um, and we, this crisis has forcing us to think about things differently. You know, we never recognized unpaid labor before. We never saw the work that mothers have done. We have operated as America's social safety net. And guess what? It's not done like that in other countries. Estonia, Germany, you know, Norway, Sweden. You know, these countries have more protections, more rights, you know, more resources for mothers and parents. You know, we treat our mothers and children, you know, differently in this country than we do in other places. And we cannot be left behind. We have to lead the way. That's what it means to be American. You know, it's so funny as I've been, you know, launching this Marshall Plan for Moms, so many mothers from across the world say that the moms that they feel the most sorry for are American mothers because they think that we have the least amount of resources, the least amount of respect, the least amount of support, and that's gotta change. You know, there's a populist mom's rage that has been ignited right now. For so many of us in the beginning of this pandemic, we were simply just grinning and bearing it. Now we're just done. Do you know how scary it is to think that policymakers in our country thought about a model called hybrid learning where someone, i.e. me, would have to log on our children at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock, all the while doing your full-time job. And they didn't even ask us. And the evidence shows that in states that have more remote learning, there's a greater job loss for mothers. And it still hasn't shifted. It still hasn't changed. And it just shows that there's such a lack of regard for the work that we do, for the value that we provide. But here's the thing, moms, we're not taking it anymore. We have an opportunity, again, to build it back better and to ask for all of it. Ask for basic payments, demand paid leave, demand affordable childcare, you know, demand retraining. Make sure that when we come back to companies, you know, that we have flexibility in remote, you know, opportunities, that we don't have the motherhood penalty, that we have more, you know, on-ramps for mothers. We have plenty of off-ramps, but not a lot of on-ramps. We have to do it differently. And I, for one, am going to make sure that we do. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. 
Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Reshma, you talked a little bit about how hard mothers overall have been hit during this pandemic as a mom of three. I totally feel you. Um, I wanted you to talk a little bit, though, about uh, how women of color, moms of color in particular, have been hit during this time and why this would be a particular help to them. Yeah, for black and Latino mothers, four times as many job losses. You know, I came to this problem because I was on the other end of the spectrum, I was teaching my girls at Girls Who Code, many of whom who are Black and Latina and who are under the poverty line. And when I saw them through the Zoom screen, I saw their mothers, you know, their mothers who were working the third shift, going on food stamps, you know, sacrificing everything and anything for their children because every mom wants one thing. They want a better life for their children than they had. And we have not supported Black and Latino mothers at this moment. We haven't given them that the resources that they need. You know, my parents came here as refugees. And ever since I was seven years old, I was a latchkey kid. And my dad would hide the key under the mat because they couldn't afford the $50 for my childcare. So many parents today are making those kinds of sacrifices and it's wrong. I wanna bring in one of the questions from our audience that hits at something that you mentioned, some of the other portions of the Marshall Plan. Uh, the question comes from Christina Ferbert, who is a benefits consultant at Aflac, and she writes, as a working mother, having a flexible schedule so I can be there for my children, as well as maintain suitable employment is important. What are some programs or benefits that employers can implement to help with this concern, not just for her, but also for millions of other working mothers? It's a fantastic question. You know, we have to provide flexibility. Uh, we have to provide opportunities for remote learn uh, working because we know that it works. Look, I think that every company that can afford it should be offering universal childcare. They should be paying for it as a benefit. You know, I think we got to once and for all root out the motherhood penalty. Let's be honest, before COVID happened, we faced a motherhood penalty. And now you know my life. You see my dog bar you know, barking at the door. You see my five-year-old coming in asking for a chocolate chip muffin. You see everything that I am doing in my home while I'm working. I just don't believe right now that employers are like, I got to hire a mom. Oh, no. And so we have to demand, you know, that we are not only hired back, but we are given the tools to support us. You know, the, my performance management shouldn't be the same as someone who is single because they're not managing the same things that I'm managing right now. You know, we have to provide more on-ramps for mothers. You know, returnships are a start. But what else can we do? What else can the private sector offer? You know, what, what frightens me right now is I don't know if companies are planning for us. I don't know if companies are planning for the return of mothers into the workforce. You know, planning for the return of mothers into the workforce who are bearing more than just their jobs. We are literally holding this country on our shoulders. And for us, so many of our children, because of this past year, they're broken. And even if the schools open up full time in the fall, our kids are so far behind that, of course, you know what I mean, the onus is going to fall on us to make sure that we catch our children up. But Reshma, why why is that? If I, if I may ask you a very blunt question, why is this a problem for moms and why is the solution to address moms? Let me just say it. Where are the men? Where are the dads at? And what can we do to make sure that they are equal partners in this process? 
you know, listen, here's the thing. I, I, I agree with you. And I, I think that we have to talk about the world for what it is right now and not what we want it to be. You know, when I started Girls Who Code, people said to me, well, what, shouldn't all kids code? Yes, they should. But the reality is, is that we have lack of gender parity in the tech workforce. And so we have to design a solution for girls. Similarly here, 86% of the school, homeschooling this year was done by mothers. 86% of the housework in, our, in, the, in, in the world is done by mothers, right? So things haven't changed. Just because you call it parental leave doesn't mean that men are going to take it. And here's the thing, you know, many of us were locked in our homes with our spouses. You can't even call this work unseen anymore, right? They saw us do the extra laundry, make the puree, right? Walk the dog all the while running the largest women and girls organization in the world and nothing changed. And I believe that nothing changed because they know that that work is not valued, you know, that it's not respected. Maybe what we need to do is actually value that work included in our GDP, change the way social security law is, change the way the marginal tax rate is, actually make legal changes and put a value on it. Maybe if we do that, things will change, but we can't simply hope that it will, because guess what? We've tried that strategy and it's not working. And I also, I don't know about you, but I don't want another job. I don't want to be blamed for my husband not doing his fair share right? Or to be given the task of figuring that out. That's a societal problem. But you know what? I think men get it. You know, we had 50 men, Steph Curry, Don Cheadle, Colin Farrell, both of our secretaries of education, you know, sign and sign a letter saying, yes, we need a Marshall plan for moms. Maybe if we call it for what it is and we recognize what mothers have done at this moment, maybe mm -hmm. then it will change. That was Reshma Saljani, founder of Girls Who Code and author of the Marshall Plan for Moms. She joined me at CNBC's Inclusion in Action on March 18th, 2021. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. For more information on upcoming CNBC events and how you can join us, please visit cnbcevents.com. I'm Ilan Mui. Thanks for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.